Here we are. Another morning. Bright and early. Glad to see there are folks out there. Good to see you guys out there. Good to see you out there. Oh, wow. Cold. Cold here in Northern Virginia. It's getting cold. What about you guys? Like 50-some degrees right now. now. I know that's not cold if you're out in Montana or Wyoming or Colorado or somewhere like that. Upstate New York. But here, Virginia, it's chilly. It's getting chilly. Um, doesn't doesn't slow down the bad guy, though. Doesn't slow down the hacker. Doesn't slow down the bad guy at all. They are still out there rolling, doing the bad things. Doing the bad things. Wait, there's a pretty serious delay on the broadcast this morning. Good morning, D. Good to see you. Up and, up and at him. Ready to take care of us. As always. Man. Chilliness. Chilliness abounds. So you got to put the sweatshirt on. Sweatshirt and get warmed up a bit. Bite off the cold because it'll chilly. Don't want to turn the heat on too awful early. Um, how are you guys doing? That's the question. How's everybody coming in? Getting logged on, getting started in the morning. Um, I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to put our weird holiday right up front. That was a weird holiday. Today's not really a weird holiday, but I'm putting it up front. So that while everything queues up and while we get people ready into the stream, um, we'll talk about our holiday of the day. So today, today is National American Beer Day. Salute. Uh, go try your, uh, try yourself an, an American beer. Go get you an American beer. Um, see what you think. Bunch of microbreweries everywhere. Around here, around where we're at. Ton of microbreweries. So maybe that's the way you go. Maybe Want a microbrewery? Maybe you want a chain? Maybe you want a Coors Light or, I guess, Bud and Bush Light are still American, even though they're owned by a foreign company. They're still made here, though. So we'll still call them American. Try a microbrewery. Try something. That's um. It's today. Today is National American Beer Day. It's also, as the lovely D will tell you, it's Taco Tuesday. Feels like Friday, but it's only Tuesday, guys. We've got plenty of week to get our stuff done. We got a lot of stuff to do. Last week in October, rolling, crashing towards the end of the year. It's gonna be before you know it. It's gonna be a new year. Rainer, good morning. Everybody's streaming in. Takes a minute to get in once the YouTube gets up and running. Takes a minute to get folks in. Uh, I thought about putting the the countdown on a little bit and going a little bit live a little bit early letting you guys see me get ready while we're figuring things out i don't know where it's that sweet spot letting everybody get in before we start start the news but not having this big old lead in that people don't want to hear when they're listening to this later speaking of listening to it later not only is this available of course on the youtubes all day long all week long all year long should you want to if you want to listen to it in its audio only format of course, that's available on all the streaming, all the podcasting services, Amazon, um, iTunes, what have you. Later today, I don't know, it depends on when they pick it up, we'll drop it onto the, the feeds about 9 a.m. The uh, services will pick them up whenever, whenever they pick them up, I guess, sometime today. They'll pick them up and it'll be available on your 
preferred downloadable MP3 streaming service sometime today if you want to listen to it in its audio only format, of course. And obviously, talked about it before. Uh, Facebook page is getting up and running. D's got uh, a tremendous job of getting that thing where it needs to be. But uh, yeah, Facebook.com and it's Cyber Recon Training. All one word, no dashes, no hyphens, nothing like that. Um, but that's what we got. That's the that's the lead in to your morning. Today we got some some decent stories. It's not a lot. Of, it's kind of a quiet, quiet day out there. We talk about the future of ransomware, right? It's not going to amaze you guys. You're not going to be. You're not going to be. You've been watching the channel. You've been watching Cup, uh, Cup of Cyber here on Cyber Recon. You'll know that this is not an amazing story. It's not anything earth-shattering, because we've talked about all this stuff and more here every day. Um, again, second story, not earth-shattering. Fraudsters are using the election to launch their phishing campaigns. Um, probably not earth-shattering. Probably not something you do. might even not say, come on, man, that's not even news. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about what you should worry about in the next couple weeks, because it's coming. And then our last story is neural networks help users pick better passwords. This one's kind of interesting. This is uh, from a place I went to spend some time in school at Carnegie Mellon University. Uh, the U.S. Army sent me up there. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. City that if you like Batman, Pittsburgh reminds you of Gotham. All the coal, coal-fired steel plants up there that lines of, of coal soot within the cracks of all the buildings look like they're outlined in black pen kind of a one of the best cities i've ever been to i don't i'm not a big fan of giant cities big cities pittsburgh it ranks right up there in the top I, probably because it's a working class city people work there in college town it seems to be a pretty good town from from visiting there going to school that kind of stuff so carnegie mellon has this story out and then uh, of course we already talked about it. it's national american beer day so that's what we got to say we had uh been on about five minutes now so let's roll into the news do 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 ransomware you know this is coming ransomware is everywhere guys ransomware ransomware is not going away it's really not um let's take a look at this article from cyware social these guys right here cyware social talking about the future future of ransomware attacks story goes on to say ransomware operators are con constantly evolving and gaining higher profits from their attacks with the ongoing trends such attacks it's expected the attacks will not slow down in the coming year no, they're not. They're not slowing down as long as, and then this is the point. As long as the bad guy's making money, they're going to continue the attacks. So the best thing we can do is defend ourselves from these attacks, and and we got to do we got to do the basics because the basics are really what folks are falling down on, and that's why um, a lot of these folks are succumbing to the ransomware attacks. So attackers are expected to get more dangerous with sophistication in their 
techniques, tools, and procedures, and ease of use of hacking tools. They're using hacking tools that are either easily available for purchase or just openly available for free on the open source market, uh, open source tools. Experts anticipate that ransomware attacks with the threat of data exposure are to be observed in the coming year. These types of attacks will ultimately result in regulatory compliance issues for victims. I've already kind of seen some of this with, uh, you know, the government coming in and saying, hey, if you're paying these ransomware operators, you may be violating law by doing that, by funding terrorist organizations, all that kind of stuff. We're probably going to see more of that as they try, they, the government, the, the, the powers that be, law enforcement, try to force people not to pay these ransoms. And because it's a two-pronged attack that we've seen kind of develop over the last year, it's it's not just the fact you can't just have backups. You know, in the in the good old days of ransomware, they would encrypt your data. If you had good backups that were up to date, you could just recover your data and you're good to go. You don't have to pay the ransom. So the solution to that ransomware problem is easy. You have, you know, the three, two, one rule. Three different backups of your critical information on two different types of media, and one of them's offline. And then you just recover your data. But now the fact that they're stealing data and they're going to post it and make it publicly available, publicly viewable, open to the public. That's another that's another wrinkle. That's what's driving people to pay pay the ransom, right? Current trend saying uh, average ransomware demand has doubled over the years, and we're probably going to see that go up. Um, some chatter on some of the Russian-speaking forums has said that it will go up actually tenfold from 10% to 100% or even 150% of the organization's revenue um, if they decide to go that route. I don't know. That's gonna be, that could be killing an organization if that happens. Ransomware families have started collaborating with each other for better efficiencies and greater opportunities. We saw that with Maze. Maze started to build their cartel, started to build things out. And then we saw other organizations determine that it's not worth their time to actually attack the network to get the foothold, they'll just buy it. They'll buy the foothold, and then they'll exploit from there. Um, yeah, it's crazy. And then topical events, such as they're talking about COVID-19. We're going to see it again. Like the next story, we talk about the fraudsters using the election. We're probably going to see a ton of email uh, phishing campaigns about the election in the next week or so. Uh, probably a little bit after with results. You'll probably see a ton of phishing attacks stating that they have the early results um, because this this election is going to be a little different because there's so many people mailing in votes i don't know that it's going to be determined on the night of the third i don't know by the fourth we may not have all the all the results in it may be a week later so i expect to see some phishing campaigns maybe carrying malware that's going to drive ransomware saying stuff like hey we've got early re re results of the elections whatever um, so the topical events, and this is why, the why of the whole thing, FBI and other government agencies have been asking organizations not to pay ransom. However, companies have been seen negotiating and paying the ransom to get their data back. And it's not necessarily, I don't, I don't agree with that statement. I don't think it's to get their data back because that's the easy problem to solve. If we do backups, we do them on time. We get, we've got our data. We, it's not getting it back. It's preventing it from being leaked is the, is the problem. 
So targeted ransomacks will continue even beyond 2021 as long as people keep paying. And people are going to keep paying because they don't want that data. Maybe it's sensitive information about the company. Maybe it's PII that if it's released, they're going to have to pay more. The, the company that, that, that owns the data is going to have to pay more money in fines than the ransom is. Who knows? It's, it's a bunch of stuff. Ransomware operators are expected to refine strategies that are already successful instead of developing newer ones. Thus, in 2021, organizations should expect more targeted attacks, especially on large firms that have a lot to lose. So the best thing we can do is we protect ourselves, right? And there's there's the three lines of defense we have to throw up immediately, and that's no RDP connections on untrusted networks. Don't have those things just floating out there, not on the internet, not on Internal, internal networks between you and other suppliers, get rid of those things. Have them behind a VPN, and that's the second point. The important part is a VPN that's patched and updated and kept, kept in compliance with the, the controls you need to have on it. Um, and the third one is train your end users not to click on those links. That's, that's, that's the part that's going to get a lot of people is clicking the links. You build all the technical framework around it you want, but if you have click happy users, it's it's just it's just gonna go the wrong way. Eric <coughs> Oh, excuse me. Eric has joined the broadcast. Good morning, Eric. It's good to see you this morning. As you know, we hopefully Eric, we moved the the RMF session, the live session from last night to tonight. Hopefully that fits in your schedule better. We did that. Hopefully that's uh that's gonna work with you. I hope. I hope, I hope, hope. Speaking of oats, there was a little bit of speaking of oats in that one. Um, as you can imagine, because the election is so topical, so many people talking about the election, so much going around on this, this election, it's going to be contentious. It's going to be crazy. This this next couple of weeks is going to be pretty crazy, if you ask me. But it, it's a great opportunity for fraudsters and fishers. They're, they're taking advantage of the fact that there's so much turmoil around this election to launch some different types of uh, phishing campaigns. So this is one of them. This is just one. There's a ton of these campaigns going on right now. This is one that got picked up on GovInfo Security. Um, so scammers now attempting to steal banking and driver's license information. So here's, here's a look at uh, the phishing attack. Your county clerk couldn't confirm your voter registration. This one happens to be on Mozilla Thunderbird. So fraudsters operating an election-themed phishing campaign have tweaked their malicious landing page to harvest more information, including banking credentials, account data, and vehicle information, according to the security firm Proofpoint. Guys, crazy guys. So you go to a you go to a voting site, and they're going to want all this information about your driver's license, your car, your bank. All, you know, there's got to be a point. You say, how much information do you really need? The original campaign, which used the lure of confirming voter registration status, contained a malicious link designed to harvest social security numbers, tax, ID, tax IDs, as well as driver's license details. Uh, the updated campaign, which used the same election-themed lure, now asked recipients to provide additional information. The campaign requests that, user, that the recipients hand over their banking 
data to automatically sign up for the stimulus check according to the report. So they're kind of sewing two things together. They're 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 getting you with the hey, you got to you got to confirm this information so you can vote. But hey, while we got you in here, maybe maybe the voting's not going to get you, but maybe the stimulus check is. So again, responding to that sense of urgency, you got to get this in if you want the stimulus check, you better better get this data updated. Um, so obviously the bad guy wants this the bad the bad guy wants your data. They want your personal information to sell your privacy, right? Um, to sell your identity theft, or maybe just simply to get into your bank account and take your money. Again, a lot of these things are driven by money. Most of these things are driven by money. Even if they're just stealing your, just, it's funny just to say that, if they're out to steal your identity, they can sell that and it still goes back to money. So if they're trying to get your, if they're trying to get your bank account information, it's about money. If they're trying to get your private information, it's about money. It almost, almost always goes back to money. The one exception is that is intelligence gathering by the APTs. That's a little bit different. But most of these, most of these folks, they're after the dollars. They're after show me the money, right? It's all about the Benjamins for them, right? Or the Bitcoins or Mens. Um, so yeah, I think they, they left out bad, but actors are agile and optimi optimistic. Um, and the site is an exact ex excellent example of how quickly they adjust, even if they don't always get the details right, right? So they just, you know, get out there, try it. If it doesn't work, fix it, try it again, keep it going. Um, the fraudsters continue to use the same message regarding voter registration status that's not yet been confirmed by the clowny county, not the, maybe it is the clowny, the county clerk, but the phishing messages now have the U.S. Election Assistance Commission logo uh, and subject subject line at the top, um, and they want you to click. They, just, they want you to clickety click. They want you to click the information. Um, one of the things that I don't know if it's right here in this article, but it says funny because when you go from like page one to page two, the it's one page is the Election Commission and the other one is uh, uh, the government's some other some other logo. Uh, according to the Post, the driver's license and vehicle number are out of place on a voter registration or stimulus claim page. Further, the branding at the top of the site isn't consistent. Switching from the Election Assistant Commission logo to the U.S. government's web logo on the second page. So if people are paying attention, they're going to see that the logo is changing. They don't even use the consistent logo across this form, which is what it looks like right here. You see that logo up at the top. Um, Proofpoint says hackers have sent messages through SendGrid an email service provider that displayed the sender's email address as eac at gov.com. Um, and send is, um, SendGrid is just a, a mass mailing service that you can get some level free, and after that you go on to pay for it. Um, after all the personal information is harvested by the fraudsters, the victim is redirected to a legitimate voter registration page, according to the Post. Blog goes on, Proofpoint's blog goes on to say, the phishing site is particularly interesting because it cycles through several themes within the same form, Ver verification of voter information and claiming stimulus and collects a variety of information that isn't always congruent with these themes, asking you weird information just to try to harvest as much as they can as they go through. Um, talk about it, you know, this happened, another one they pointed out, and one that we talked about, Earlier in October, Proofpoint spotted thousands of malicious emails designed to spread the Emotet malware, ransomware, 
with spoofed messages from the DNC, the Democratic National Committee. This just shows these guys are resilient. They're not, I, I say it, I say it quite a bit. It's not, it's not some kid, not be a kid, but it's not some, some, some guy sitting in their mom's basement doing this stuff. It's just, it's organized folks. It's, it's organized. Ah. Oh. And Eric, I did see your comments there. Going to help me a great time. And uh, yeah, help a ton. Thanks. No problem. Yeah, I want to make sure that everybody that can be at those live sessions is there. Because it's, it's, it's all about, is there anything that didn't get conveyed across in the class that week that we need to cover? And that's what those are all for. So we're doing that tonight, 7 p.m. on Taco Tuesday. Eric, you got us on Taco Tuesday, 7 p.m. We'll be talking about the RMF class. So I'm glad that works for you. Awesome. Awesome. Everything is awesome. Then number story number three from Carnegie Mellon University, CMU, out in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, is talking about your multi-character password may, may not be as secure as you think it is. And it may be better to have a password with less different types of, of characters and that will be easier to use. And I agree, I agree with a lot of things they say in this article. It's uh, it's, it's a good article. It's from Dark Reading. Uh, neural networks help users pick more secure passwords. So typically block lists are used to prevent users from picking easily guessable patterns. Um, but sm a small neural network can do the same job and suggest that complex password requirements are not necessary. And that's, you know, the block pattern. So you can't use the, the QWERTY or, or, or the word password. You know, we block certain things from being used as a password. And this, these guys did a bunch of research out. Carnegie Mellon's got some smart, smart folks out there. Neural networks trained to learn attackers' approaches to brute force password guessing can be used as a way to enforce minimal password security without resorting to large block lists and cumbersome combinations of letters, numbers, and special symbols. Uh, a research team at Carnegie Mellon Univers University concluded in a new paper, and the paper is included in the article if you want to check out the paper. They evaluated a series of different password recommendations from eight character combinations using a single class, letters for example, to 16 character passwords using the four classes, uppercase, lowercase numbers, and special characters, um, as well as different block lists. The researchers found that requiring just 12 characters of a single class and meeting the neural network's recommendation resulted in hard to crack passwords that should be su sufficient for most users. It's gonna blow most people's minds because we've been locked into this, you know, you need large passwords that are complex. These guys are saying no. So it's probably worth checking this paper out. Attackers current tools have become pretty good at guessing passwords that consist of the four classes of characters and making any benefit marginal, he says. And, and we know that because people tend to hover around certain special characters, the exclamation point, the at sign. Um, those are probably the pound, maybe the dollar sign. There's there's probably of the all the special characters, there's probably four or five that get used, used the most. And then we know the combinations of, you know, using the at sign for an A or using the three for an E, those kind of things. Um, these password guessing tools know that. They know that if you're gonna put, you know, you know, 
a, a common replacement for a is the at sign. So when it tries a word with an a in it, it's just going to automatically try the at sign as well. Um, Bauer, guy from this this article, uh, Lujo Bauer, professor of electrical and computer engineering at CMU's Institute for Software Research, says in part because previously there were fewer three and four class passwords that had been leaked and were available to attackers, it had been harder for the attackers to develop ways of guessing those passwords effectively. Now there have been many such password leaks. It's much easier to train the algorithm to guess them. So now they know what people put in their passwords for these special characters. Research is about finding the best balance between usability and security for passwords. We know that. We know that. We know we have to. We can't have, you know, a twenty-eight character password with all all the four, you know, four characters and all kinds of stuff. You get. We got to find that balance between usability and security. That's the job we have to do. Um, the researchers state that our experimental results provide the first concrete evidence that character class requirements should be avoided, not only because the users tend to find them annoying. We've heard that a lot, but also because they don't provide substantial benefit against attacks using state of the art password cracking tools. An expert attacker can guess single class, two class, or four class passwords with equal success rates. That's crazy. Goes against what we're, and, and we're saying this is different than just pure brute forcing, right? Different than the than pure brute forcing. And I got a little bit. Um, let's see. Yes, we are having tacos tonight. Yes, that's a good thing. And Ferris, good morning. Good to see you again. You're, I don't know. Hit, hit. I'm glad to see you. That's for sure. You see every every morning, Ferris. Finish up. A, just finished up on passwords. So, the work is based on previous Carnegie Mellon research that created a password strength meter using a neural network trained for a certain size of password dictionary. Well, typically block list might include a large number of dictionary words and combinations that include numbers and special characters. The small size of a neural network model, a few hundred kilobytes of memory, crazy small, means that it can be directly integrated into a web page. The paper keeps going to say choice of a minimum strength threshold depends on security requirements. Too low a threshold may not provide enough defense, particularly against online attacks. I think it's particularly against offline attacks, but too high a threshold uh, may be uh, unacceptably in inhibit usability. So it's true again, finding that balance, finding the balance between usability and security. That's what we've got to do here. Um, yeah, it's not good to say that it's not as painful as people think, as we reported in another paper that enforces uh, password policy and prevents usage leakage, or at least common passwords. Uh, says, emphasize the importance of not reusing passwords to encourage using password, password managers. Yeah, use password managers if you can. Don't reuse passwords. And we say that all the time. Don't use, reuse passwords between different sites, like between work and home and between your banking and other things. Um, you shouldn't do that. So 
that's the that's three for the day that's three for day i threw another one in there if you're interested at all about kubernetes there's an art, article about microsoft kubernetes threat matrix here's what's missing which is missing from the art article and again it goes on to talk about the miter attack framework so that's what we got going on i have some you know some folks like eric they're rolling through the rmf course hopefully finding use out of it, finding it useful. Um, we're having another live session tonight, trying to push that forward, make a course that's better than anybody else has out there. That's our goal. Uh, anyways, hopefully you guys, hopefully you guys are good about being part of this community, be part of the community, be part of the cyber recon community that's gonna help drive risk security, and cyber forward, the protection of those domains forward in the coming years. We want a community. We want to build a community that's going to help each other. We want you to take care of your friends, your family, your coworkers. Take care of each other. Um, I can say the 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 the, uh, the Bravos, if they were here, they would say go get some. I'll say go get some for them. Uh, check out the Facebook page, Facebook front slash Cyber Recon Training. One word, smashed together, no hyphen. Um, if you haven't, hit the like, hit the subscribe, hit the thumbs up on this one. Um, share with your friends, share with your coworkers, share with people you don't like. I don't know. Share with anybody you think can find good use of this information we put out or could help in the conversation. We'd love to hear people that want to help in the conversation as well. There's Sierra saying, go get some. He's saying, have a great Tuesday. Have a great Taco Tuesday. And uh, if you're in the RMF class, we will see you for the live session tonight. Talking about the prepare step. Good stuff is had by all. We are dumping all the videos for, for the RMF are going out onto YouTube as well. If for some reason you can't afford to pay for the class or whatever. Um, you don't get all the extra stuff. You don't get all the, the lab stuff. You don't get all the handouts. Um, you don't get the interactive videos. We can't, can't do that stuff on YouTube. It's on the, all on the webpage. It's in the course. But you can always see what we're doing on uh, YouTube. I think we got to clean. I, we got to clean the YouTubes up. Got hundreds of videos out here. I think we're over 300 videos out here on security. Security and risk management and cyber. Um, we haven't even got to build the build videos out yet. Those are coming. So stay with us. Stay tuned. Glad we hit our, hit our trying to get to that 30-minute mark in the morning. We're on it, I think. Doggone it. So... Go out there and take care of the community. Take care of your friends, family, coworkers. Take care of each other. Go get some. And we will see you tomorrow morning, 730, right here. Same bat time, same bat channel. Be good today.